This is Town Square Sunday On Demand. And now, 1420 WBSM's Jim Phillips. Good morning. It's time for Town Square Sunday. I'm your host, Jim Phillips, and this is a program that spotlights individuals and organizations seeking to make the South Coast a better place to live and work. New Bedford has been home to immigrants for many, many, many years, many decades, many hundreds of years, I would imagine. <laughs> yes. It still is. Uh, in recent years, immigrants are coming here uh, recently from Guatemala, Nicaragua, Venezuela, even Afghanistan. Yes. Um, New Bedford has always opened its arms to immigrants, and waiting to help is the Immigrants Assistance Center in New Bedford. Helena De Silva Hughes is the president of that organization, and she joins us today. Uh, welcome well, once again. Thank you for the invitation. So, what's going on at the Immigrants Assistance Center? Uh, that's a very wide open question. <laughs> I know there's a lot of things going on um, from classes to computer classes to immigration classes uh, uh, and citizenship and all of that. You're doing some other important work as well. Um, but uh, let's talk for a moment about uh, citizenship and workforce readiness. Uh, those programs are growing, especially citizenship. Yes. I saw a graph on your website that said, uh, I don't know, a few years ago it was, I don't know, a, a single number percent. Now that's grown like to 300 percent yeah. classes. Well, citizenship, citizenship has always been something that we've done, right? So the center's been around, what, 53 years. It's going to be our anniversary, 53 years. And citizenship has always been something that we've been doing. So what has been happening is that the increase of volume as far as people wanting to apply for citizenship, right? And I have to say that we are actually doing citizenship, filling out citizenship applications daily. So we're working on having a citizenship clinic on a Saturday, looking at March 7th, for people who work, who don't have access to the Immigrants Assistance Center during the day, so they can apply. Because we also understand that the fee for citizenship is $725, and we know that that fee is going up soon. So we're trying to get as many people through to apply for citizenship before the fee goes up. So citizenship is just so important. It's just really um, the best way to protect our immigrant communities who are green card holders who qualify for citizenship, basically so that they, they don't become victims of immigration laws. And aside from that, it's the best way to integrate our immigrant community is to them to become U.S. citizens so they can register to vote. So this way they have a voice. Now, um, you're also doing workforce uh, readiness, um, and that's getting, I assume, I'm <laughs> By, just by the name, you're getting people ready to work. Now, that might be to some people, well, you know, you just go to work. Well, no, no it's not Doesn't quite work that, that way. easy. No, you know, it's important. English classes is just so important because so, in other words, in the work readiness, it's it's ESOL classes, right? And the, the need for ESOL classes just seems to be increasing uh, daily. And what we're looking into is right now, we've um, we, there's a time of the month that we usually stop the classes, but resuming them again. And so we've taken a break. So we're going to be resuming classes very soon. We actually already have um, the ESOL classes is going to is in the evenings. And in the ESOL classes is workforce readiness, because we also understand that 
English is so important. If you don't speak the language, you're going to have a hard time getting a job. And if you want to advance in your workplace, you are going to be, you need to speak English. And so we also very, very much partner with with um, the career center. So a lot of times, a lot, if they need resume writing or if they need um, jobs, we are working very closely with the career center to make sure that as jobs become available, that we're able to also educate our immigrants about job uh, possibilities of jobs. We also know that there's been layoffs, right? So then that is um, also something that we're very much aware. So a lot of our immigrant communities, there are certain jobs that they they cannot they don't qualify for so it's you know very the jobs many of the jobs that they're getting is very low liter they have very low literacy skills so it's also very challenging so if you have very low literacy skills in your own language for them to learn another language yeah it's uh, all of those things are uh, challenges that immigrants frankly have faced daily throughout the years uh, daily certainly but throughout the years. Uh, many folks who have gone through your programs and other programs uh, have faced those challenges as well. And now we have a, a fairly new crop of immigrants coming in now from a different part of the world. Uh, I'm talking Guatemala, Nicaragua. Yes, yes. And, and it's higher. So the numbers of, of people coming in to the, from those areas are from Central America are increasing. So we are seeing uh, people from Venezuela. Uh, we are seeing people from Nicaragua. Uh, so we're seeing from all other areas uh, coming in, we are getting calls about how do they can apply to become sponsors, right? Because as we know that, especially with by what President Biden mentioned, was that you, uh, if you can get sponsors here in the United States that can sp- be sponsors of people, for example, from Venezuela or other countries, that they need to do the paperwork here, the sponsors need to do the paperwork, so it's for people who are still in these countries. So that's been also a lot of calls. So I'm, we are constantly getting calls about immigration. What can they do? There's also a lot of misinformation out there, and that to me is just that it is very important that people are listening to people who know what they're talking about, <laughs> instead of becoming victims of scams that we are constantly seeing. So All right, and so. One of the places that folks can turn to get information is, of course, the Immigrants Assistance Center. They know. Yeah, we are accredited. Exactly. It's important that people have to understand. So the Immigrants Assistance Center, we are accredited by the Board of Immigration Appeals. So I'm accredited. I have two of my staff who are accredited, and we have our director of development who's actually a previous immigration lawyer who worked for the State Department, who is basically volunteering, and now she just became the director of development. So it is really important that we know immigration inside out, and we also partner with attorney Fred Watt, who's been an immigration attorney since 1994. We're also working with Jennifer Villard, who's also an immigration attorney who's on our board of directors. So we really are very, so we know when people call and ask about immigration, we know everything that's coming down the pipeline, and it is really important that they get the correct information. All right. These people from Central America, you know, Guatemala, Nicaragua, Venezuela, how do they get here? Uh, That's what I think people don't really understand. The people don't understand. They don't understand how they they get here. Yeah. Um, 
and by here I mean Greater New Bedford. Yes. Did they just cross the border and they sent directly to New Bedford? No, I think no. people that there's a misconception. First of all, there's a misconception about our immigrant community, especially the people who are coming in uh, from Central America. I think you know they've gone through. There, you know, you hear these stories because we we have a program at New Bedford High School that we work specifically with the unaccompanied youth. And we've had that program for the past eight years. And in August of, the, of last year, we hired, because of the trauma, we hired a, 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 a mental health a therapist from Nicaragua herself who's been who's been a therapist for 20-something years. She's here in the United States. You know, she's part of our team. And so the, the, the stories um, that we keep hearing about the two-and-a-half, three-week uh, journey that they, they've come to come here and the trauma that they go through, the the um, you know what's happening. Some we had some young women that get raped as they as they as they're crossing. Some of these kids that are crossing go through so much before they actually get to the, for example, to the border. And then they go when they get to the border, they get to a credible fear interview by immigration. And then from then, if they go through uh, office for refugee and resettlement, and then from there is when they have case managers and social workers that will interview them. And so many of them are coming in. They're coming in with either a telephone number of a family member, a neighbor, or a friend who is here. And the fishing industry um, and fish houses here in New Bedford, as we all know, is where they are coming in to work. So when they come in here, they already have, they are coming in, they come in is to work. That's why they're here. Um, so if we're looking at uh, unaccompanied youth, young people, yes, young people, yes, uh, their journey is uh, it's a harrowing journey to begin with for anyone, but for young people, they face all kinds of challenges. You said it's a terrible, uh, it's very disturbing to some of these stories. I mean, we're talking physical abuse, uh, mental abuse. Uh, sexual abuse in some cases, and some of them they've they've witnessed the family getting killed, yeah. and that to me is the part. And and this journey that before they get here, I think it's really important for the community in general to really understand why they're coming. And many times when they're here, they're here to work. They're very peaceful people. And that's all they do. And there are jobs. And unfortunately, there are a lot of jobs here that people, the Native, you know, Americans do not want to do. And so these are, they're not taking anybody's jobs there. And right now we have, you know, there's a lot of jobs that they're working on. And, and during, um, during the pandemic, they were, they were our frontline workers. And that's why people keep forgetting that, that many times some of us were able to work from home. But there were some frontline workers that were working in cleaning and CNAs and in grocery stores. They were the ones who were doing a lot of jobs that people did not want to do or did not want to risk their lives to do it. I can tell you the same thing happened maybe 15 years ago uh, when a group of Cambodian folks came to Fall River. Yes. And they started uh, and low-level, entry-level jobs. Yes. And uh, but those folks work very hard. Yes, they are now part of the community. Mm-hmm. The kids are going to school, mm-hmm. and uh, it's been a, a progression. Things don't happen overnight. The changes don't happen necessarily overnight. But uh, there's a, a nice uh, Cambodian community yes. in Fall River. The same thing will undoubtedly happen here. Uh, with the Central American community, I always say people who are uh, people 
Uh, people who are lazy don't immigrate. So yeah. the people who are here are people that want to work. And we and and they are, you know, they're doing jobs many of people do not want to do. And uh, you know, I always say that they are basically, you know, one of the things is the backbone of the U.S. economy. You know, and people keep forgetting how like a lot of Fortune 500 companies were started by immigrants themselves. So I think in an example, I bring it to the local level that we know that 74 percent of the doctors at the at South Coast Health um, at a hospitalist are immigrants, 74%. So I think that the main thing is like also educating the general population of exactly who immigrants are. You're listening to Town Square Sunday. I'm Jim Phillips. My guest is Helena Silva hughes president of the Immigrants Assistance Center in New Bedford. Uh, We are moving along with the clock. I know you wanted to talk about the work you're doing with small businesses, immigrant-owned yes. small businesses exactly. in New Bedford. Yeah, so what we're doing is, so there's been, a, an, uh, specifically on the on Christianit Avenue, there's a TDI grant, uh, which is um, really looking at the small businesses in Christianit Avenue. So I think it's from Cogsalt's Davis Street, and we, we know that there's a lot of bus- immigrant-owned businesses, and that area has been really kind of a depressed area, as you can see, and so we want to make uh, we want to make sure that Christianit uh, Avenue becomes vibrant again, and so there's, they've received these loans um, to help uh, these small businesses beautify their small businesses. So we're having um, there's been a lot of outreach into the Spanish speaking businesses, but as we all know, the Portuguese community has been around for many many years, and many of them are, have a lot of continued in 1970s. I remember in the 70s, Cafe Mimi was the first Portuguese. Uh, restaurant here in New Bedford. And so we're having a meeting uh, there today at four o'clock and inviting all businesses in that Christianate Avenue in that particular area to learn about these grants that they can get to beautify their businesses, either signage or it could be an awning or it could be just something to make it look pretty. And so this is like a three-year grant, but it's important for immigrant uh, businesses to understand how to access these uh, grants. These are not loans. These are grants. And so today there's an information session that's taking place at Cafe. And there's Mimi. another forum as well. Is it, is it on the weekend Yeah, there's month? Yeah, there's quite a few other meetings, but the first the one that, okay. we're, that we've been, that I've been very much involved is the one today at Cafe Mimo at 4 o'clock. Okay, so we record this on Thursday. Um, so let's talk for a moment about, so we, uh, if people want to learn more, they can... Go to your website or Facebook. Oh, or they can get in touch directly to the with the Immigrants Assistance Center. They can call us. You know, there's still a lot of people that like a phone call. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I promise I always call people back, and we have uh, staff that can answer maybe your questions on the this. The Afghan families, uh, Helena, yes. uh, how are they doing? Well, they're doing well. They're vibrant. They're working. And some families have moved out of our area and joined other family members. So I have to say that um, they have moved, and we are working. There is a, um, the, you know, some of the families that are here, I think there's about four or five, if I'm not mistaken. The children are doing very well. And so it's, again, it's just like any immigrant communities. We, you know, there were refugees there in the area, and they're doing extremely well. And um, we're very proud of them. And I know that there was been an exhibit recently about yeah. them, in, you know, with the, yeah, we with had the, them on last week. Yes, with the women. And uh, I do hear from them. Uh, and, you know, they're very grateful. And for Christmas, for example, we worked closely, and we had our Christmas party. And the first time we did it, we actually just had a separate party. But this year, we actually want to say that we had 
all of them with all our our immigrant children. So it was very it was very it's wonderful to see those beautiful faces. Let's wrap this up on a high note. You're having your uh, gala celebration in May. Yes, May twelfth. Exactly. It's at Kilburn Kilburn Kil- uh, Center. Yes. And uh, this is an important fundraising event. This is our guys. annual fundraiser, yeah. yes. It's like, as we know that, you know, in order to be able to do the work that we, that we do, we, we also need to raise funds. And so the gala is an opportunity for us to be able to raise funds to, pr- to support our programs. And so, uh, folks, if, if you want to buy tickets, uh, how do you... Or you can go on our website, immigrantsassistancecenter.org. We have our website. You can buy the tickets straight from the website, or they can reach out to the Immigrants Assistance Center. Our phone number is 508-996-8113. And I also wanted to plug that our office is open from 8 o'clock in the morning until 5 o'clock in the afternoon, and we are closed on Fridays because we realized that a lot on Fridays was a very slow day, and people like to be able to have access to the center when they get out of work. So we've extended our hours during those days. All right. uh, Helena De Silva Hughes, the president of the Immigrants Assistance Center in New Bedford. Uh, We were going to talk about immigration reform, but that's a whole nother program. (laughs) That's a whole – that's three programs. (laughs) Thank you for coming in. Thank you. Thank you so much for the invitation. I appreciate it. Stay with us. Town Square Sunday continues in just a moment.